Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Fight fans, we welcome you into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Kenobi. Thank you so much for joining us here for another edition of hard-hitting boxing news. And we have a big one planned for you today. We're on the heels of the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones pay-per-view that we just found out. Did 1.5 million buys. Joining us on the show, the man that called the action, Mauro Ronaldo, the man that hung out with Snoop Dogg. What exactly did he do with Snoop Dogg after the fight? You're going to have to stick around to listen to Mauro Ronaldo's interview. I uh, had a blast uh, catching up with Mora, who has done it all, man. That guy has called every big fight on, of the last 10 years, and uh, now he adds Tyson Jones uh, to his resume. If you're watching this show over on CompuBox TV YouTube page, thank you very much. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts by simply searching Inside Boxing Live, and every single Friday night on the Fubo Sports Network, 7 o'clock Eastern, you can catch this show every single Friday. Uh, yeah, so Mauro Ronaldo is on the show and uh, coming on the heels of, of Tyson versus Jones, a fight that many looked at as a farce. Uh, a fight that many said, I am not buying this. It's, gonna, it's not going to look good. It, it's, gonna, it's just a money grab. And it clearly wasn't because that fight was awesome. The whole evening was amazing. And thoroughly entertained from start to close. Like even the first fight of the night that was, that was the free fight with Irvin Gonzalez, that fight was one of the better fights of, of 2020. Then you head into the pay-per-view. I thought the musical acts uh, were well done. They spaced them out perfectly. The overall look, and uh, from what I'm reading and, and from what I'm gathering, uh, uh, I know that Thomas Odelfelt, uh, I know that you, you don't know that name uh, per se, but he was the uh, executive producer, former HBO boxing uh, producer. He was the, the guy f for this one. And the fact that they hired out all these uh, these uh, movie directors and all these different types of Hollywood people to get the look down. They said they're going to shoot it like a movie. And I think that we saw that on Saturday night. Aesthetically, it was amazing. Uh, you know, the Jake Paul moment with, with Nate Robinson. There was a viral moment that come out of all this. You know, then Tyson and, and, and Jones getting in the ring and, and not sucking. <laughs> I mean, it looked pretty good. I mean, we saw glimpses of Tyson. You saw the peekaboo. You saw a few shots there from, from Jones. You know, he was able to use his footwork or what's left of his footwork. A few jabs in there and the draw, too. I mean, yes, we knew it was kind of going to happen. I kind of wish I put money down on a draw. I think Vinny Pazienza drew the short straw. And I uh, had a few 10-10 rounds in there in order to make it a draw. So uh, all in all, huge success. I think it's going to continue to do these whether you like them or not. You know, Tyson's probably going to fight Holyfield. Jake Paul's probably going to find uh, another person to come out of the woodworks to fight. These things are not going away. And please don't tell me that this is an indictment on boxing. It has nothing to do with today's product. This happens to do with Mike Tyson, nostalgia, and entertainment. This doesn't mean that, you know, that this fight this upcoming weekend won't sell or won't uh, do well. Speaking of the fight this upcoming weekend, we got a big one over on Fox Pay-Per-View. Errol Spence makes his return from over a year out of the ring since the car accident going up against Danny Garcia. Walter Wade fight, two belts on the line. Let's get into Errol Spence by the numbers. Let's break it down. Listen, Spence is regarded as one of the best boxers pound for pound in the game, and the numbers back his case. He ranks number one in power punch 
uh, percentage. Ranks number one in total punches landed per round. Ranks number one in power punches landed per round and ranks number one in jabs landed per round. That's in the welterweight division. He's also, he was the most active puncher in terms of volume in the welterweight division, but Jamal James has temporarily uh, passed him over. He still throws 70 punches around Errol Spence. For welterweight, that is impressive. It, you can see that. Keep an eye on that 70, too. That 70 punches right there. If he dips below that in this upcoming fight, means that maybe he's off a little bit. Also means that maybe he's worried about what's coming on the other end because he has not faced a puncher uh, with the likes of Danny Garcia's power uh, in, in his career. Now, Spence is on quite a run over his last five fights. All championship fights versus Brooke, Ocampo, Peterson, Garcia, and now Porter. Those fighters have amassed a 162-6 record. And what has he done against those fighters? He's doubled up their output. He's, du he's doubled up their connects while landing 48% of his power. So he's dominated those last five opponents, all championship fights. Now, he's coming off arguably his toughest fight against Sean Porter, a fight where he was hit the most he's ever been hit with in his career, 172 punches uh, Sean Porter was able to land. Uh, I thought that Spence completely abandoned his jab. Uh, he completely abandoned the body work, and he allowed himself to fight Porter's fight. But he also won that fight. That's the thing about Errol Spence is he can fight any type of, of fight uh, that you want in there, and I expect him to go in and, and, and systematically break down uh, uh, Danny Garcia. Then you have to take into account the car accident. Will he be diminished? It's a it's a big storyline in this fight. I know it's the easy storyline to go with, but it is a storyline uh, nonetheless. There will be a lot of questions that need to be answered on Saturday night, and we should get the truth. And without further ado, let's get to the man that called the action on this past Saturday night, Mauro Ronaldo. There weren't many people allowed in the Staples Center this past Saturday night for Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson, but a few were, a few special were, and one of those men is with us right here on Inside Boxing Live, the man who called the action, Mauro Ronaldo. Now, Mauro, it has been a brutal year, 2020, but I think the biggest gift is that new hair, man. It is flowing. I Bro, love it. Hey, I've got the GQ quarantine flow going, <laughs> buddy. I'm ready for my photo shoot. It's, uh, it's, you know, you reach a certain age and you just got to let it go before it goes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's the time to do it, too. 2020 is the year to grow Go up with the, the flow, baby, especially this year. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Saturday night. And uh, I posted that you were joining us on, on Twitter. And one of the first responses came from Dan Raphael. And he wanted to know, did you collect a, or are you still recovering? Did you get a contact high on Saturday night? The, the weed smoke that also featured boxing. Uh, well, not only did I get a contact high, I may have, uh, I may have imbibed with the one and only Snoop Dogg oh, after. Man. I mean, that was my bucket list moment when I found out that Snoop Dogg was going to be a part of the event. With all due respect to even Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., uh, as a former club DJ, I mean, back in the 90s, I was, uh, I was spinning to a Snoop Dogg. And I've always <laughs> said one of my Mount Rushmore to get high with, to be under the influence of the medical cannabis was Snoop Dogg. And, and let's just say... I can now die a very happy man, and maybe a high one as well. <laughs> I put two and two together there. I figured out what, what happened there. I mean, what a night. What an outstanding night. People are still talking about it. 1.2 uh, million pay-per-view buys. Incredible. And just Incredible. Going, back to, going back to Snoop Dogg, going back to Snoop, it, was it, whose idea was it for him to read the punch stats? Because when that moment happened, that talk about a bucket list thing. For him to read our CompuBox stats, I was, doing, I, I was working I, from home. I almost fell off the couch because I said, oh I had my to God. show some love to my friends uh, at CompuBox, at punch stats, at show stats. And, and it was just a spur of the moment. I'm like, come on, this guy's going to do something fun. And at first it was funny because he read them identically. Yeah. But just having Snoop Dogg 
narrated was, uh, yeah, so I gave you guys a little love there. And, and I mean, the, the, insta the fact that the chemistry, like, between not only, I mean, it was just the most eclectic team I've ever been involved in. You got UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesanya. You got Hall of Famer, one of my heroes growing up, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Snoop Dogg. And somehow I find myself in the mix. I, I got to say, man, I, I thought maybe, uh, maybe it was too much THC in the building. <laughs> I couldn't believe what was happening. I really couldn't. No, and it, then to culminate with uh, Tyson and Jones is is incredible no the chemistry was there i mean it, it just it was everything looked right the presentation uh you know oh. the, the, the chemistry in the booth everything just came together because a lot of people were skeptical heading in oh what is this going to look sure. like you know what's what's going to happen but man did they knock it out of the park and and, and for my i did some reporting and from what i found out is that snoop wasn't originally going to be on the call sort of say but he came in kind of last second talk about some serendipity right there uh, absolutely. And and like I say, you're right. At the first, uh, well, everything is serendipity. This was, as I've said, uh, the shortest notice I've ever received for a gig. I didn't make the deal until Thursday because, unfortunately, Al Bernstein, my Hall of Fame broadcast partner, fell ill, uh, gave my name to the promoters. So I had to take a COVID test Friday. I had to take a COVID test Saturday. And then to show up and know officially that not only was Snoop Dogg going to perform uh, replacing Lil Wayne, which considering what's been going on lately may not be a bad thing. Yeah. Big Lil Wayne fan, by the way. Uh, but Snoop Dogg not only performed, I mean, he killed it on stage. And then to come and uh, just go viral with his commentary, Jake Paul, Nate Robinson, <laughs> with the line, it looks like two uncles fighting at a oh, barbecue in the main event. I mean, this guy can commentate everything. And, and I just felt like, what the heck is life right now? So, yeah, it was a last-minute thing. But he, he even afterwards said, man, I like this team. And, and in fact, and maybe i got to put it out of the universe so it actually happens. He told me uh, that he wants me on one of his tracks, like a voice. He's going to write a voiceover. And I'm like, well, come on. Everything is coming is a, up, Moro. Th this is just incredible that during one of the worst years in history, I can still hopefully try to inspire because there was a big mental health uh, message as part of the broadcast. And yeah, you, you, we need fun. We need nostalgia. Yes. And you're right. It exceeded all expectations. And I was blown away by the production value uh, that that rivaled for me, you know, in, in a, in a bubble, what, you know, WrestleMania and pride fighting championships. So I'll do uh, respect and props to uh, triller.com for doing something unique. And, and it transcended the sport, obviously trending number one and, We've heard from mainstream media, the the sports, the news, the entertainment. So God bless Snoop Dogg, man. And I uh, <laughs> hope to sip some gin and juice with him soon. Maybe I'm doing it right now. Oh, my God. I mean, just it's just incredible. It's just really incredible stuff. And the broadcast looked uh, superb. And oh, man, I just feel like you were just riding riding this high right now, literally. And figuratively, yes, writing literally, sir, literally. And it's good to be back with uh, uh, Showtime as well, obviously, in the bubble. We're going back there. But but in terms of Saturday night, and I mean, we're bearing the headlines in many ways because it was so unique. Uh, I was I was incredibly impressed, especially with Mike Tyson. And I think even though it was an exhibition, we know that uh, he got the better of Roy. I think in many ways there's those unwritten rules. I know they hyped it that they were going to go for the knockout and fight for real. And, and we saw Roy Jones get hurt early, and we wondered. I mean, he turned it into a grappling match. But to see them with their greatest hits, and for the most part, 
when I say greatest hits, not in the fight, but we got to see some of the, exactly. the peekaboo, the, yes. the bob and weave. We got to see, feel some of Tyson's power, right. the no-look jab from Jones. So the fact that Mike Tyson went all the way, people thought he was going to, you know, win in the, in the first two or three rounds because here's a guy who lost 100 pounds, been 15 years since he's been in the ring, uh, was a shell of his former self in that fight, as you'll remember. Not only did he try to break Kevin Bride's arm, but... McBride's arm, but he he quits on the stool. Yeah, that's not the way we want to remember Mike Tyson. And so again, for for many reasons, Saturday was was an incredible home run. And at the end of the day, it's about raising money for charity and hopefully the profile for the sport. And 1.2 million buys, if what I'm hearing <laughs> is correct, is is fantastic. Well, think about it. You've been part of some of the biggest pay-per-views of all time, calling them, you know, May Mayweather, McGregor, uh, Mayweather, Pacquiao. I'm pretty sure you're on the international call for that. Yes. All your work with WWE, all your work with Pride. Now part of Tyson versus Jones. Just kind of put it, kind of summarize that feeling of being part of some of the biggest events. A guy from Canada who grew up wanting to do this and then leaving it out, man, it is something special. Well, and that's the thing I hope to inspire even with this message. I knew at five years old what I wanted to do. I visualized it without knowing what visualization is. And I believe if you truly believe and you manifest, you do bring good things in your life. I've obviously battled with mental health issues my entire adult life. But I also believe that the work ethic that was instilled in me in a young age, and I, I was hyper-focused. I didn't have a plan B. I wanted to be in entertainment. I wanted to be an announcer. I wanted to do everything, though not just sports. I, I almost had a chance to, to announce uh, the step below the National Hockey League in my native Canada, but I, I made the decision to go to Toronto, work at the Fight Network, and, and even before that, obviously I started my career at 16 in my hometown of Vancouver with All-Star Wrestling. Mm -hmm. I, I've done everything uh, above and beyond any of my expectations, and here now in my 50th year and a year where we have lost so many and, and it's just turned everything upside down, I am so glad that I, I got to be part of some something that could have been a farce, could have been a circus, could have led to serious injury. I, I actually worried about Roy Jones Jr. going into this exhibition. The fact they all came out of it relatively unscathed. The fact that we had some really high-quality boxing in that first free hour. You talk yeah. about serendipity. The fact that Gonzalez yeah. and, and Vasquez treated us to what I... Again, in the moment, I, I one of the best fights of the, the pandemic, really. And it I don't was. know if it's getting enough love or respect for that. That was just high-level boxing. And then to have the celebrities, you know, uh, Jake Paul, say what you will about him. And I'm not exactly probably a fan of his persona, but holy crap, this guy is, is at least taking it seriously and showed, even though, again, against a guy who had no reason to be in the ring, and I give all the respect to Nate Robinson for what he's done as an athlete, uh, you don't play boxing, as the cliche goes. And and he could have been seriously, seriously hurt. I was glad that he got up on his stool. But Jake Paul is bringing attention to boxing. And the main event, we talked about it, uh, a perfect end to what was a tremendous debut by Triller.com. And I, I think we're going to see it again. Oh, I don't course. know if it's going to be Tyson Holyfield, but... <laughs> Maybe. No, it's probably going to be that. Come on. I mean, that one could exceed the expectations. And, and a friend of mine also posted on, on Twitter, you know, going back and forth with him, that they didn't even have any, like, Mexican uh, heroes or, or legends on the card or any, any, any Latin fighters. You know, they put a Mexican, an old Mexican hero on there, uh, a legend. Just think that, that could even make the, like, the 2 million, 2.5 million.
but I'm glad you brought up of the Jake Paul moment. There was a when he was knocked out, or uh, Nate Robinson was knocked out, and and Snoop started singing or praying. Hilarious, absolutely hilarious. The, but there was one, one moment. One of the best parts, but there was one moment where you stepped in. And you were like, "Listen, like we can all laugh, but." It was like almost having an old friend because there were a lot of casual fans tuned in, uh, sports fans, a lot of hardcore boxing fans. So to me, it was like, oh, morals on the call. We got one of our own here. So you kind of stepped in. And we're like, hey, listen, it's all fun and games, but you know, he, Nate Robinson could seriously Absolutely. be hurt. Absolutely, and I, I didn't want to step on what Snoop Dogg of all people was doing. It was actually incredible. I, I actually got goosebumps. Like he was singing a hymn, but. <laughs> It was, I mean, the fact that we still saw Nate Robinson face first on the canvas, that's that's the only reason. And I felt, you know what, as as the boxing announcer in the in, on the team, I, I had to I had to temper what was going on because we did not know. And thankfully, like I say again, he, he's relatively OK. Uh, but yeah, Snoop was fantastic. I, I just can't believe how he just stepped in. And and like I say. I, even if he wasn't good, I'd be raving about it. <laughs> the guy, I don't put many people on a pedestal. And I've yeah. been very fortunate to meet everyone and anyone. And I've been, I've had great experiences to meet someone like that, that I never in a million years thought I would uh, come across, even though I would love to, uh, is again, just uh an incredible, incredible uh, experience. I always said, man, the fight game, man, brings all walks of life together. The weirdest people you never thought you'd ever meet or the, collaborate with or run into, always the fight game. It brings people together, man. Absolutely. I mean, Dana White, UFC president, I think put it best. Uh, if you were to have a tennis match in one corner, a, a soccer game in another corner, hockey game in one corner and a fight in the other, People would be why I mean it's it's in our DNA. Right. So uh, I think fights, big time fights, and I think this is a lesson. By the way, uh, hello, all the other uh, things, including you know what we do at Showtime, which I think we do an incredible job, especially in the the fight bubble. I think boxing has come back uh, as well as it can. We've been obviously rocked with COVID, and and some of the matchups haven't exactly uh, delivered. Hello, Danny Jacobs and. Uh, <laughs> Gabriel Rosado, but yeah. but I believe that this is going, we have to put together entertaining fights. Not all of them have to be number one versus number two. We need that in the main event. We want that, but we need action. We need to, to you know, the UFC's done a great job coming back. Uh, uh, Bellator as well, obviously, they, you know, I, I have an affinity and, and an alliance with Bellator, but I think Saturday night showed we do need some fun in our lives. And, yes. and you may not think boxing is the first thing you think of when fun, but I, I, we had a little bit of everything Saturday, and I hope the sport is able to capitalize. No, I agree. I, 2020 has been a year to where everyone kind of woken up to things and kind of reassess. And I think that even you know trickling down to a very uh, and less important thing in the grand scheme of things of, of a boxing production, I think every single entity in the boxing world took a look at that production and it's going to take small aspects of it. But I want to ask you about a fight that's coming up this weekend. I know it's not uh, on Showtime, but it's on Fox Sports, PBC. You've called both of these guys' fights, uh, Errol Spence, and Danny Garcia. Intriguing fight for a number of reasons. Obviously, Errol Spence coming back from the car crash, one of the top pound-for-pound -pound fighters in the game. Danny Garcia, you know, very, you know, hits hard, <laughs> has a long pedigree and a long resume. How do you see this fight playing out, and what are some storylines that you're looking forward to? So many questions going into the fight, and, and it, I wish it was on Showtime pay yeah. you, by the way. I'm allowed to say that. Uh, but no, I understand the business. Um, Errol Spence survived a horrific car crash. In many ways, I'm surprised not only did he survive it, but that he is 
it sh- speaks to his high level uh, athleticism and and being in a championship uh, uh, form as a as an athlete. Because I don't know how many people would have survived what was again one of the most horrific crashes I've seen. Uh, that's the big question: Is he going to come back, the Earl Spence Jr. that we knew? Is he going to possess the power? What are his reflex? You know, how is his body going to? Uh, respond. Obviously, he's been through a training camp. Uh, Darren James, his, his trainer, you know, one of the most uh, uh, guy who's an up and comer in many ways and done very well. I wonder how Errol Spence will look. And for Danny Garcia, one of the toughest outs in two divisions. I mean, a two division champion has lost uh, uh, razor thin decisions, has been competitive in almost every fight he's been in. I, I believe he's going to be a stout test for Errol Spence. And I'm really shocked and impressed that Earl Spence has come back, not with a tune-up that we need to really get rid of in boxing at the highest level. We don't need to be seeing tune-up fights uh, on TV, I think. But I feel Danny Garcia will will definitely be the a stiff exam and one that I wonder Errol Spence should pass, but it's boxing. Anything can happen. Love it. As, as, Ray, as Ray Leonard said on Saturday night, last Saturday. <laughs> he did too. He did say that as well. Moro, appreciate the time. I look forward to you going on tour with Snoop Dogg. I'm going to buy the album. I look forward to you guys I, collaborating. The new BFFs, you and Snoop. I mean, that's the real thing that came out of this weekend. Hey, DJ Morawana is coming. Remember, <laughs> I used to be on the one and twos, buddy. I used to be on the one and twos. Anyway, peace to you guys. You do a great job. I like the setup. And, and honestly, I got to say this too. Uh, the, the packages of research that you guys put together and especially the written pre- uh, previews uh, really uh, helped me a lot. And in fact, I'm, I'm, I'll say it right now, a lot of stuff I just read verbatim because <laughs> it's actually something I would say. So yeah. keep up the great work, guys, and uh, looking forward to, to you know doing your thing uh, with us on December 12 and 19 yes. on Showtime Baby. Championship Boxing. They were coming back. Moro, appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you next time. Peace. A special thanks to Mauro Ranallo for joining us for a very fun interview. No one's having more fun right now than, than DJ Morawana. I mean, uh, the guy's living the dream, and I'm happy for him. Happy for uh, the boxing world. Uh, yes, it, it, was, it, it was what it was this past weekend. We saw uh, Mike Tyson get back in the ring. Uh, Roy Jones, two legends that came out unscathed. Uh, did a huge number. I don't think it will translate to, to more boxing fans. I think it was more of a separate lane. But it's still good. It's still awareness for the sport. I, some are upset with the draw. But if uh, you happen to lay down money in 2020 on 250 year olds and ex- ex- uh, exhibition, you kind of deserve any, any result uh, coming your way. But I, damn it, why didn't I order or why didn't I to bet the draw? Uh, for that fight. Some news and notes uh, this upcoming. There's also some some other fights this weekend, too. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders is fighting Martin Murray. Uh, if you're into that, uh, that's happening this weekend. Some news and notes. Jarrell Big Baby Miller. He won't be fighting for a very long time as uh, the Nevada Commission has issued a 24-month suspension. You know, I'm very quick to criticize these commissions. We're very quick uh, to talk about uh, all the wrong and all the ineptness uh, from these commissions and referees and judges. How about congratulating them for getting it right? Yes, finally. You didn't give him a six-month ban. You gave him a 24-month ban that he could potentially reduce down to 18 months. And um, apparently, uh, uh, as I'm reading this, is that it's not just for Nevada. This is for all 50 states have to abide uh, by this. So Jarrell Miller, who uh, I think many fans never want to see fight again, won't be fighting uh, for a long time. 
time. It looks like the Anthony Joshua Kubret Pulev fight will have fans. It won't be the 80,000 that Anthony Joshua is accustomed to, uh, 1,000. So, uh, yeah, we're going to see fans in, in, in London. So we're slowly, slowly getting fans back. We're slowly heading back towards towards normal. Be safe out there. Uh, December proves to be a very big month in boxing. Uh, January is going to start off with a bang with Ryan Garcia. There's no more off-season. There's no more uh, winding down at the end of December heading into January. It's all systems go. And it's always all systems go here on Inside Boxing. I'll be next week as we recap Spence versus Garcia and take a look to Canelo Fight Week, which is coming up soon. See you next week.